1: It's good just uh in the pre-show that we don't record we were just uh you know sharing some stories spinning some yarn some some duck tails, you know yeah a <laughs> and that's it no more of the theme song otherwise we'll get a copyright notice
2: <laughs> yeah i i literally the my notes on this uh because i always keep notes in, in google keep is a picture of a duck and then tails a woo yeah. you know i don't think that you can <laughs> I, I, I don't think that Disney could sue you for that because I think that you're legally obligated by law that if somebody says ducktails, you have to then do the immediate call and response. You know?
1: Yes, which it. I mean, much like a a drug dealer saying like, "Well, I had to pay for the the you know skin damage to this meth addict's neck." And it's like, well, yeah, because yeah, cause you caused it. It's like why yeah. does everyone say ooh after DuckTales like well that's Disney's fault like nobody yes. nobody said this is what we want to happen but it is what happened and you just this is the world we live in now <laughs> this is this is where we're at but uh yeah what do we play man uh we played DuckTales the uh, original ooh uh, for <laughs> for for the nin- the Nintendo um I didn't realize that this game had at least two sequels and was ported to at least a couple other consoles. Like I knew, I mean, that's super common at this time in history, but like there are certain games that for whatever reason, there's like the canonical, version mm-hmm. and and the NES DuckTales is the canonical version. No one, when you say oh you remember DuckTales, the old DuckTales video game, no one thinks you mean DuckTales 2. No one thinks you mean DuckTales for the Game Boy. Like they just don't, right? Like it's yeah. that that might be what they meant and then you need to like adjust in the conversation, but this is the DuckTales for the Nintendo Entertainment System which uh was remastered I guess. I think it's called DuckTales Remastered like quite a bit later. Uh, which has been a real thorn in my side because every time I'm like oh I need to go look up the year it was released or oh I need to have some screenshots in front of me for when we're recording the episode obviously all of the google search results first surface things for remastered and I was like okay mm-hmm. yeah I get it but every time it's like DuckTales Ness right every Ness. single time yeah and, and I was just like uh that will the remastered one actually push this out of like canonical fame even though the remastered one is a <laughs> remaster of the canonical game who can say um nine fourteen nineteen eighty nine 1989 uh so this game actually were we just passed an anniversary i guess for it about a about a month ago
2: yeah yeah there you go yeah. and uh yeah no, so what is uh what's your nostalgia experience for this one
1: So weirdly, I did not own this game, but I think every single person I knew who had a Nintendo owned it. So it it was kind of like for, you know, if you're a Disney fan or if your parents were trying to buy you games that were like wholesome games or something, um, this was like Mario Duck Hunt, the gold Zelda cartridge, right? Like if you owned a Nintendo and you didn't own this game, it was nearby enough that it was like you owned it, right? I, I can think of at least three friends and one of my cousins that owned this game. So like I, I had regular access to it, um, played it quite a bit and weirdly, and we'll, we'll talk about this more as we get into the visuals, but this is one of those games that like looks exactly in reality, the way it did in my memory and whether or not that that's good. Like we'll, we'll get there for sure. But I was just, struck by how burned in these pixels were i was like damn that's something right like it doesn't look better or worse in my memory (laughs) like it just looks exactly the same and i was like maybe i played this even more than i remember but i definitely played this one a lot with uh i always confuse which game was on which console but castle of illusion i think was the nintendo one and then world of illusion was the sixteen bit one, so yeah, Castle illusion and this were like my go to Disney Nintendo games.
2: I'm in a similar boat. I know I didn't own this. I definitely remember playing it, and it's it's one of those where i I don't think I played it a whole lot because i I didn't um you know like it, it wasn't one of, it wasn't like a link to the past where you know I picked it up and I was like, ah, yes, and then all of a sudden you know my brain went and found the box in the corner of my brain opened it up and, and it Pandora's box exploded <laughs> into all of the memories of like how to play. Um, but, uh, I do know I played it pretty regularly because when we played shovel night immediately, I was, I was, I was like, Oh wait, this is, this, this is pulling elements from this game, you know? Um, so, uh, So, yeah, so it, it, which I think kind of speaks to, and again, we'll get to, you know, like, like whether or not it held up, but it certainly speaks to how memorable the game is that I could be like, I don't think I played this a whole lot. I can't really remember playing it, but I could tell you immediately some of the mechanics that were involved with it in other games, you know, um, so, uh. So, yeah, so no, definitely uh def- and and definitely when I was like no, let's go let's go polish this one off." and I don't think that it was until we started playing it that you or or started kicking around the idea of playing it that you were like, "Yeah, no, people have remastered this, people have re you know like this is a popular game." And it's like, "Oh, wow, all right, you know, which again, the the thing that that blows my mind is that this is technically a uh a game a video game based off of a TV show. Right. Mm-hmm. So just just like GoldenEye and like the full few other ones where, I, you know, video games that we played that have been ports from TV shows and stuff, it's 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 just weird that 95 percent of the time, if it's like, oh, we made a video game based off of a movie, it's like it's going to be trash. It's trash. It's trash. Right. But, uh, you know, we've been lucky to be selecting the ones where, where we're like, oh, this game's a lot of fun. Oh, right. It's based off of like a TV show, isn't it?
1: So that's kind of cool. Isn't that nice though? Like every time, because I think we both have that exact same shock reaction every time where we're like, oh crap, right. This is licensed IP, <laughs> right? And I think it's nice that like it, it, it forces that little moment of like, right, you when you're trying to critique something like as an art object and as a cultural object and as like a, an experience for the player. You, you have to be aware of those bias because it's so easy to just not even think, oh, I'm about to play a licensed game. And so I've already set my bar lower and I've already calibrated lower. Right. And Lord knows we have played some licensed games that were real garbage piles, but we've also played a bunch that were excellent. And And I suspect that stereotype came from somewhere and that there's more garbage fires than there are diamonds in the rough. but it is nice to know that there are some games that are diamonds in the rough and it's not it's not like oh once you put a familiar character on the box it's instant garbage fire
2: and it's nice to know that like the the games that are diamonds in the rough are that they are diamonds that, that, that there are diamonds in the rough but that the golden eye was not singular you know it's not yeah. like oh there's one game that did this you know it's like no it, Because, you know, if there's one game where you could be like, oh, well, it's a fluke. It's like, no, guys, look, this can it can be done. You can you can take licensed IP and make a game out of it and it can be good. It can be done. It's been done enough times that it's not a statistical aberration. It just, you know, just just put some additional money behind it. And then you can create a game that, that will last a little while and have a good reputation. But did they do it
1: this time?
2: Well, that's the question. But but, you know, just like we were saying, putting some additional money behind stuff, you know, people may want to eventually put some additional money behind us, which leads us to
1: Uh, it leads us to begging for additional money because we have done like 130 something episodes without quality. If only we had more money, we we could do a good
2: job. (laughs) People have no idea how amazing these episodes would be if we had more
1: money. (laughs) <laughs> uh what do you get if you support us um you can get uh nice conversations with us on the twitters uh that one's free you can get uh your games onto our requested games list by talking to us either through the contact form or through twitter all that stuff's free you can watch me on twitch i play a lot of the games that we stream or i stream a lot of the games that we play there we go verb order matters you got there um yeah <laughs>
0: um
1: i mean it's kind of both but <laughs> it's Uh, So if you want to like actually see some of the behind the scenes stuff, all that stuff you can do for free. Uh, The things that help us out the most um, aside from your loving commentary, which we love deeply is uh, if you recommend the show either through rating and review, or just literally tell someone that helps other people find us. Uh, And if you actually do want to chip in some monies, On our Patreon, which you find links in the show notes, uh, you can get access to the after show, which everybody gets no matter what level they support at. But if you support at high enough levels, you get extra stuff like having your name shouted out on the show. So with that, I want to give a special thanks to our 8-Bit Classics, Yarno, a green-capped Louie, Jason, a red-capped Huey, John, a blue-capped Dewey, and Kevin, a witty webby vanderquack i could never remember their last names because they're all like such obvious duck names but they just yeah, don't right they don't always stand out of my mind uh and our 16-bit heroes jacob launchpad mcquack and michael a very wealthy scrooge mcduck and our full 3d supporter david Darkwing Duck, when there's trouble, you call DW.
2: Darkwing Duck, let's get dangerous.
1: You're you're now you're now making me alarmingly get second guess myself. Was Darkwing Duck a direct spin-off of DuckTale? Like are they in the same universe? Yes, because his sidekick is Launchpad McQuack. Oh my lord, you're right. Yeah, in the the robot yeah. suit. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Damn! So this is <laughs> this is like a Metropolis Gotham situation. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 No, they they are absolutely in the same universe. And and uh, you know Scrooge, I guess would be, I mean closer to Iron Man, right? And then Darkwing Duck is is the Batman. And the reason why, so you know, like you know, we always want to do like the the scaling bit, right? But I, I, the, the last person is always like the the, the twist because that's how comedy works, right? So <laughs> I was like, well, the, the, no, nobody wants to be scrooge mcduck you want to have scrooge mcduck's money it's true that's the thing right because scrooge mcduck isn't happy right he is incredibly wealthy but i would argue that he is the poorest of all of them because he has the most want and wealth stems not from the having of things but from the absence of want so i put a lot of thought into this and so that's why i was like the topper has got to (laughs) be somebody else and then I was like, oh, well, D- Darkwing Duck, right? I mean, he's he's weird. So, so that's, that's, that's 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 why. That, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. feeling you. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to kick us off in visuals with a comment that I already made, and we'll reiterate that these graphics look exactly the way I remembered them. And I absolutely mean that as a compliment, because we've played a bunch of games now that are licensed, and they're licensed from cartoons which you would expect, right? Kids watch cartoons, kids play video games, right? It, it's an obvious, just like books get adapted into movies, right? It's a super obvious pipeline. Um, I'm always blown away now that we've had to assess this several times that not all cartoon art adapts well to low pixel count art, right? Your, your 8 and 16-bit era games. Um mm-hmm. by the time they got to 3D they could make it look exactly like the cartoon if they wanted to but at this time in history the the celluloid right the the ink on paper so to speak had infinitely more fidelity than they could do with a video game and yet everything in this is just right I mean you would never mistake yep. it for the cartoon it's it's not that they have recreated the cartoon they've recreated the exact feeling of the characters the way like scrooge kind of he doesn't really stand up straight he when he's still he's sort of like on his cane when he walks he's sort Mm -hmm. of got the little duck waddle because they're all ducks right uh huey Dewey, and Louie look you know their their head is like very round in a specific way that communicates that they are children whereas scrooge has the little like I guess they're supposed to be like mutton chops. His feathers like kind of stick out on the sides, right? Like they're they're mutton chops. Um,
2: Mick Mick duck. So he's supposed to be Scottish. He has like the big Scottish mutton chops.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and isn't the character Scrooge usually portrayed with mutton chops? Or am I making that up? Is he? I I don't know. I mean, 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 yes. Now. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) uh, obviously, look, I have clearly obviously read all of the classes classics including extensively the work of dickens and i can tell you for sure that he had mutton chops absolutely yeah,
1: yeah See, exactly like like we were saying um but all of those <laughs> all of those little details are not easy things to implement when you have i don't know these are probably like 16 by 16 sprites if i had to guess maybe less um that that's not a ton of space and yet everything is there i mean he's even got the little band on his hat. He's got the little, I can never remember what they're called, but the, the old fashioned, um, things you wear over shoes, like over dress shoes, the mm. the white mm-hmm. around his foot, because of course he doesn't wear shoes, but he has those things. They they have a silly name. They're like, they're like buckies or blickies or something stupid, but he's got them in this game. Like with his whole foot is probably five or six pixels. And they decided to spend half of them on making sure you <laughs> can see that he has those things on his feet. And it, it's just, I love it, man. I love Like, this is why my brain didn't have to make crap up for remembering yeah. these visuals oh. is because they're just so good.
2: No, they are. Absolutely. And and to your point, right, is that it's, it's not so much, you know, do they, uh, you know, are they picture perfect? No. But if you said like, hey, draw a Scrooge McDuck sprite. This is what you would draw, you know, like in and, and the amount of uh, love, love and attention to detail that they put into it is very clear because you know um <laughs> two of the the visuals for the sake of visuals that just really screamed out to me is one is when you go to do your golf swing you 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 put the thing down and his tail kind of goes a little bit you know because he's like waggling his bottom you know because he's like cause that's what you do when you get ready to golf you know yeah, if, if you're Wagging a cartoon your
1: character and you're about to swing golf club you gotta shake your hips for some reason
2: yeah you know, it's 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 it's, <laughs> it's how it's how you let people know that you're about to golf. Um. So, I mean, th- that like literally it, they they didn't have to do that, but they put in that visual, you know, to just kind of be like, hey, it's 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 nice. It wanted to cues the player into the fact that you are executing on the golf swing, which is good and helpful. But two is it's like it it reinforces the fact that you're playing a game that's a cartoon. The other one that reinforces the fact that you're playing a game that's a cartoon is when you do do that golf swing and you hit something that hits back like in the sense that it like you you hit it and it didn't move his
1: eyes do this little like oh god you know like the the vibration like rattles up through him yeah and that's amazing and
2: and on the Ness, are you kidding me you know like that's that's the thing is that you know if somebody said oh yeah you know for i've got a playstation 5 ducktales game where when he hits the thing like it shows the vibration running up him i'd be like yeah of course but for the nest they, they didn't have to do that they could have just been like they could have, <laughs> i'm just saying that they what they could have done right would be you know some kind of like a, a an audio cue like a you know like like <laughs> in some other terrible game you know yeah.
1: like but they didn't <laughs> they did this I, nice, I think you know so i think something about the nest that is a confounding factor a little bit, is uh, and I don't remember if this has come up or not, but you know, inside the NES cartridge in the later NES games, they actually put mm-hmm. hardware in the cartridge that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So, depending on what era of NES game you're talking about, it's like, well, Super Mario Brothers 3 literally did things Super Mario Brothers 1 could not do. Right. It's it's right. not a really a fair comparison because they're not running on the same hardware. And I'm sure there's a very easy to find list of every game and what chip they used in the cartridge and which ones were cheating by shoving extra stuff in there and which ones weren't. And then on the Super Nintendo, they actually marketed that, right? It was the FX chip. You remember on Star Fox? And and mm-hmm. I think uh Donkey Kong also was like, This one has the thing in it, right? They realized like there's an opportunity there. And I say all that to say this. This game came out in 1989. I don't think this probably had the cutting-edged additional technology in it, but even if it did, it's not cutting-edge technology that makes the little tail waggle, right? It's not cutting-edge technology that decides Scrooge McDuck's eyes popping when he hits an immovable object is a, a fun in-universe way to communicate to the player that this is not a thing you can move with the golf swing, right? That's just good art direction. And, and I think that's where the superstars are, right? Or the people who are like, yeah, we, we had the regular base Nintendo hardware and we did the right thing because we had good art direction. And then the, the most soul crushing tragedies are the people who are like, oh, we had all this unlimited power and it still looks like a pile of ass. It's like, uh, come on, Matt, like you, you can't, there's things you can't do if you don't have the hardware to drive them, but that's, those are the tools, right? The tools don't build the house. A pile of wood and nails and a hammer is not a house. It's the materials to build a house. We still need the craftsmanship, and this game is just oozing craftsmanship.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, the, uh, um an analogy that I've been using a lot uh at work um is, you know, Basically, is it, we, there, there's two different systems that we're d- deciding between. And, and you know, one of them is the equivalent of like a Cadillac, right? It's the one that's in use now. And and we keep saying it's a Cadillac, but it's broken, right? So it's like it needs a fuel injector. It needs some stuff. So once we get those things in there, it'll run forever, right? like, Or we have a Kia Sorento, which is not a Cadillac, right? But it runs now, you know? So... So we keep using that analogy. I, I mentioned that because the the thing that I said recently was, because um, people are like, well, if we can just get this Cadillac fixed, I'm like, when's the mechanic coming? Like, when 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 is the fix coming, right? But I think that a lot of the time for these Nintendo games, to to use that analogy, is some developers are willing to sit down and say, well, the mechanic didn't show up, so I started walking, and this was as far as I could get, as opposed to saying, you know. No, I, I the mechanic. I could tell that the mechanic wasn't going showing up. That that this Cadillac was broken, and I couldn't get so I, I, you know, hitched a ride with somebody. I hopped in a Kia Sorento. I, you know, uh, like like took the 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 leather out of the, <laughs> took the leather out of the Cadillac and fashioned it into a flying machine, and you know, got a running start and just glided my <laughs> way down. You know, like there, there there are many Nintendo games that I feel you know kind of rested on the fact of like well this is what the Nintendo can do. And then many other games like this one where they said, yeah, but what if like, okay, so we can't, you know, and what, what almost certainly happened, like for the, the, the eyes popping, right. Is they probably said like, Oh, well, you know, like when you hit something in a cartoon and it doesn't move the vibration to your point, right. The vibration runs all the way up the thing. They're like, we should do that. And somebody inevitably said, there is no way the Nintendo can do that. And then, for many developers and for many uh, games at the time, that's where the conversation ends, right? Well, we can't do that. But then the next question is, well, what can we do? And it's like, well, we can make his eyes rattle. And it's like, that will have a similar feel to it. And, and thus that is where the great games are born in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, the, that love and care is applied, I think throughout the environments. Um, mostly and and i yeah. like the the characters to me are the where they obviously put most of their attention because that's probably where the thumb of the Walt Disney corporation was like you would better do these characters justice cuz we will yank this project we will replace your people with our people right whatever corporate threats <laughs> but <laughs> <there's>, <laughs>
2: sorry i just i'm picturing that like disney's threat is that the Disney is Smith from the Matrix, right? <laughs> you know. So it's like if you screw this up, we're going to smith you, but like when they do it, it's just Hugo Weaving as
1: Smith but with the Disney ears. The b- yeah, the big Mickey. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now just imagine all of the scenes from the Matrix where, you know, Hugo Weaving's got his like kind of weird accent baritone yeah. voice but replace you know everything now ends with oh <laughs>
2: it's like you know there is one other thing that that shares these properties
1: of virus uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh there's a see if this was the old days of youtube there would be like a youtube poop video in here just waiting to happen um yeah right <laughs> so the 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 environments though are uh they're not like classic disney right these are very generic video game environments there's uh mm-hmm. the, there's the jungle there's the mine there's the transylvania there's the himalayas there's um different levels that you can stage select between um but they're all super good, and this is one of the first of probably several places where I'll have to say. The environments are what give this game away to me as a Capcom game, because mm-hmm. every level looks a lot like a Mega Man level and it feels a lot yep. like a Mega Man level. Right. So that's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is if you lifted the the Disney characters out of this and you took the HUD away and you just looked at these levels and someone said, hey, these are n- levels from a Nintendo game. Do you think you could guess the developer? I don't think Capcom would be far down your list because they just have that like Mega Man-y kind of feel which is mm-hmm. awesome like yeah <laughs> capcom the the mega man classic games are phenomenal games for the most part some of them are some of the best mega man games in the whole series are, are the mega man classic games so like that's uh they're not disney they don't feel disney nothing about them is disney and that's fine because they're still really good video game levels and that's what they need to be yeah, and I think that uh, obviously
2: you know it's uh, one of the reasons why Parks and Recreation is so great is because you got a bunch of actors that are playing to their strengths, right? So you know, if Capcom's like, look, and and, and I think that Capcom kind of knew, especially with the the NES and the early NES, right? It's like, well, because to your point, right? There's 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 jungles, there's Transylvania, there's you know there's jungle castle cave, uh, like like snow mountains. and ice, yeah. Snow and ice, right? And it's like, well, we need to create varied environments, right? That have different visual feels. And those are the ones we can do, right? You know, like you can you can very clearly determine, you know, a jungle slash forest from a mountain because jungles and forests are green. So I think that 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 basically what they did was they were like, what are the the eight primary colors that we have? And now let's base a level around that color. You have black, you have, you know, spooky castle. Got it. You know, you got green, jungle or forest. Got it. You know, you got white, uh, snowy mountains. Got it. You know, and and again, and and I, I say that it sounds, you know, pejorative, but no, that's that's good because they they said, what what can we do again? You know, like, what what can we make? And then they made it. Honestly, I think to your point, if they stripped away the HUD and all this sort of stuff and they said, name the game that this is from, you know, it's a Capcom game. Name the game that's from you say Mega Man. Yeah, this is a Mega Man game, you know? Uh, and to your point, right? That's not, like, if, if somebody took my artwork and said, like, who made this? And somebody said Picasso, I'd be like, well, Thank neat. <laughs> I mean, no, but yes, like, <laughs> great. Sell that bad boy, you know? So, uh, so yeah. So, no, I definitely think that the the levels are incredibly uh, varied. They have varied feels. And they also have, like, each each level kind of feels like it has kind of, like, a gimmick or mechanic behind it, you know, that is nice as well, which we'll get into in uh in mechanics. Um one uh this is a, a minor note that that this game is not the only one that is an offender of but it does it. Uh bosses don't have um health health bars. They do not know? no and I I hate that man because for two reasons. One is I like to know it, <laughs> i like to know how close I am to beating the to to beating it, right? Because if I've got you know one or two hits left, I want to know if the bad guy has one or two hits left, or if I'm just throwing good money after bad. And I just need to say like, all righty, this wasn't a good run. Let me try again. Also, I need to like, yes, the bad guys flash when you when you hit them, which is good. But you just you deep deep down, you never really know if what you're doing is the thing that's going to kill the boss, you know because um, it's like oh well this boss it the only thing like the the one in uh transylvania the only thing you can really do or no i'm thinking of the jungle one the jungle one you, you, there's nothing in there you can pogo stick him to death you know like that's that's how you beat him right but at the same point you know you're just kind of like, well, maybe maybe if i hit the side of the walls like rocks will fall down or, or something crazy or insane you know so you're just gonna have to hope that what you're doing is the way to kill them and it just takes nothing to put a health bar to a bad guy. So I just, I don't think it's a deliberate choice. I think it was just kind of a, no, they're flashing. They, they, they get it. You, you get it. Right. But, uh, I just, I I never know why that, that choice is made.
1: You know, I I will give this game credit for at least being consistent, uh, because the worst thing a game can do is have, animations and behaviors and effects and whatever that are similar or even the same as taking damage but not doing damage right yes if if i jump (laughs) on an enemy and they flash and you know it interrupts the thing they were doing then i assume they took damage but it's like oh no you can you can stun them with the wood cane but you need the adamantium cane to actually do damage. So, like, no, you you actually you were never gonna be able to win. And it's like, right, and how would I have known that? Like, right. h- how would I have ever put that together? Right, like in, in Mega Man, uh, for example, if you shoot them with your lemons, you can see it's not doing very much damage. But when you try other weapons, you might see, oh, this one does five pips of damage or bars of damage mm-hmm. instead of, you know, one like my lemons do. So you, you have the information, you have to do a lot of trial and error, but you can get the information you need. So I agree with you. I generally prefer a health bar, um but at least this is consistent. It's like they're flashing. I hurt them. Nothing ever yeah. does that unless it took damage. And mo- I mean, a lot of the enemies are just one hit anyway. So, well, and
2: I think that, that to be fair, there, there, there's like occasional times when to me, to deliberately not give an enemy a health bar is if you want the player to not know whether or not the, the boss can be beaten, you know? Um, like that to me is like when you would make that choice, right? So for uh, two, two great examples, if you want to throw Cthulhu in the game, that can't have a health bar <laughs> because the whole point of Cthulhu is that it's this like unimaginable evil, right? But to use a more down-to-earth example, um, Vile in Mega Man's intro stage. That's an example of when you don't need a health bar. And also, you know, the Bumblebee is as the misdirect before that. Right. You know, it's because that way, like, you don't you don't know. I can't. Am I supposed to be able to beat this guy? I mean, honestly, I played Mega Man X a million times and there was always that part of me. It was like, maybe I can beat Vile this time. Maybe this time, you know, in the same way that like every time I watched Titanic, I'd be like, maybe if they just spin the wheel a little bit harder, they'll miss the iceberg (laughs) this time. you know yeah, no
1: <laughs> um yeah but, uh, that, yeah so I, th- I, I i do think like the vile example is a good one because that's specifically breaking with convention right so mm-hmm. the whole intro stage doesn't have health bars so that when you fight vile you're like uh maybe they've gotten rid of health bars i don't know what's going on right and then later in fact no the health bars are still a thing right, right. and and again like the consistency is the key there because you can't break convention without convention. They had to spend right. like eight Mega Man games or whatever, making that convention so that when you played Mega Man X, you were like, uh, am I, am I winning? Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Like the, this game, I agree with you. Like, especially for kids. Like if you're targeting kids, like, yeah, just throw a I health- I have a health bar, throw a health bar in there, but, but at you're least right. they're consistent.
2: Yes. Yes, that is true. Uh, the one final note that I have for visuals, um, is uh well well one throwaway which is that uh it it very much so uh mirrors the Mega Man uh visual for how far can I get off of this cliff before I fall to my death and the answer is <laughs> I can have a single pinky toe on the side of that cliff and like just you know dig my toes into the side of the cliff you know um, that's
1: why he wears the uh those things on his feet they're just very sticky.
2: Yeah, well, I I assume that you were going to say he he wears the things on his feet to keep like his 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 feet from like bursting apart with musculature, you know, <laughs> like it's the uh, Yu Yu Hakusho like like energy bands, you know, that that are keeping <laughs> they, his power in check. They,
1: they contain <laughs> the the McDuck <laughs>
2: the McDuck feet, you know, a technique passed down from generations. <laughs> uh, so that and 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 that's nice. I like that. Um, uh also too they they have um and i think that this was a deliberate choice they they capcom game so enemies respawn a lot that, um
1: dude god i hate that so much
2: i know you do <laughs> right and and to be fair in this game i think that it it i don't know whether it's just capcom was like look this is how enemy spawns work just throw it in there um, but there are definitely a number of platforming challenges that you need the enemy. Like if you screw it up, like you need that enemy to come back because you're going to platform off of them. Um, so it works. I'd argue better in this game than it does in Mega Man, because in Mega Man, that's not
1: a thing, you know? Uh, yeah. If they're not there, you can't bounce up and get the treasure or the health or the one up or whatever. And I, I do get that, but
2: part of me is like,
1: <laughs> part of me is like, okay, then make the respawn smarter. And only respawn enemies that have like a platforming utilization, otherwise don't, don't, right? But this is a hardware thing, right? Is because to keep the more things you have to keep in memory, right? This enemy has now been defeated. Mm -hmm. This one is not. This enemy has now been defeated. This one is not. This one respawns forever, right? Like, there's just more crap you got to keep in memory. And I I do get that, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally put down Mega Man slash ninja guidance style enemy <laughs>
1: respawns. yeah that that's a that i think honestly more than the visuals in some way is like a NES era hardware limitation thing because you just you butt up against how much information you can keep in memory super super fast now my problem with the respawning enemies is not just that they respond uh and this is my my last comment for visuals is I was not wildly in love with the way they did the hitbox. I think the the hitbox should be shorter. So like, imagine you have two characters that are like rectangles, right? Standing up on their, their, their short side. I think the enemies hitbox should be more like a square instead of like a rectangle, because what that would allow you to do is you have to strike down, right? Like you cannot stand still and swing your cane, like a shillelagh, like you have to, (laughs) you have to jump and pogo down. Or in some instances, there is a movable object on the screen and you can hit it with your shillelagh and then it will uh, send that movable object flying and and hit the enemy. But those are the exception, right? The vast majority of enemies, you got to jump, you got to hold the cane down below you and then you, you pogo off them. So because it's very fair, right? It's very consistent hitboxes. As long as you are up above them, you will hit them. But a lot of times I was just like, Oh, come on. Like I, yes, I didn't yeah. come down on them from the top, but the part of them that touched my Sprite sideways was still my cane. like, they didn't even interact with me. They only hit the cane. It's just that the cane was traveling sideways and not straight down. So the collision wasn't registered as a hit. And that I found that to be annoying sometimes because it's like, oh, I got knocked back because I took damage, which made this other enemy respawn. So like now I'm being overwhelmed and it's, it's like it's not game breaking, but it is one of the Heh. few things in the, the game mechanics um, that kind of harshed my experience a lot and because it's tied to that visual it's like just just make their hitbox smaller so that Mm. if it visually looks like i am striking the character in the eyeball with my cane please count that as a hit even if i came in from the (laughs) side like please just count that as a hit so that's it's i know it's like um i'm I'm a noob and a a dork and i'm not i i need to get good but give me this
2: (laughs) I want, I, but, but I want this, give it to me. You no, know, what I'm, what I'm picturing now is, uh, it's like, you know, Scrooge McDuck, you know, anime style, like imagine hyper anime, right? Coming down. He's like, yes, I will destroy him. And then all of a sudden the, the little bees like eyes twinkle and he, like the air starts to suck in around him. And he's like, no, wait, there's no way he understands the ninefold B technique. <laughs> and you know, then the bee, like, like, your you, 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 your your staff is slightly ajar and it's like, ah, yes, you did not score a direct hit on me, you know, like it, that's what was actually going down, you know and then, and it just smash cuts to you playing and Scrooge McDuck just flashes and gets knocked back
1: <laughs> that's <was> kind <laughs> of how it feels it's just like, this guy got <laughs> iron head, like I I hit him in the face with my cane like, why is that not good <laughs> enough why? but, uh you have anything else for visuals? I don't. Um, I do have something, uh, a funny story about the audio. So I knew that this game had a famous piece of music in it, but if I'm being honest, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. And I was playing this game on stream and I was like bouncing back and forth between the different levels. Cause you know, it's open level select. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I haven't gone to the moon yet. And so I selected that stage and several people in chat were just like the song. It's the song. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, these people were literally just here, like waiting for me to get to this level. And I got to tell you, uh, there is no single thing in this game that gives this game away more as a Capcom game than that piece of music. No visual, no sound effect, no game mechanic. That piece of music, to me, as a kid who played a lot of Mega Man Classic on the Nintendo, as soon as that song started, I was like, right, this is a Capcom game. I bet they used the same composer that did some of the music in Mega Man Classic, and I was right, they did, because it's just, it's such a Mega Man-y piece of music, And, and to their credit, they saved it for the right stage, right? It's the moon, it's the the most sci-fi futuristic of the stages so it's it makes sense for that one to sound like Mega Man. but oh damn just so good such a good song <laughs> i understand why people obsess over it uh yeah
2: no that 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 song is, is is delightful um i mean to me the the thing that that immediately happened was you know i booted up the game and uh and and the moment that it came on for, for i just felt that life was like a hurricane here <laughs> in Duckburg, right <laughs> um, just no, the, the, good, good the, job, the theme song immediately yeah, Thank you, it's, it's strong work. Um, the, the the theme song, you know, just I, I was like, oh, right. And then just you know, my eyes suddenly had ones and zeros flying across them, right? <laughs> as as I had this this flashback to uh, the actual you know animated opening, you know, uh, and uh, and I was like, oh my god, that's right, you know. And so then I played it for a while, I put it down. And uh, the lingering effect was that that song was in my head. So I uh, uh, pulled it up on uh, YouTube Music, and it wasn't the original. It was some, somebody's cover of it, and they did a fantastic job. I say all that to say I am very happy with the fact that my kids now know the call and response. You know, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I literally, you know, like they'll say, I want the Ducktail song, and they'll go, DuckTales, woo you know, it's like, yay! this this weird 80s cartoon, early 90s cartoon that I liked as a child, probably when I was my son's age. You know, he he now knows the theme song to it. So so that that was the one main audio was is, you know, like they they the and, and the thing is that they use it at the beginning and the opening. And they don't do it again. You know, so it's it's like um, it's kind of like uh that the Iron Man movie waited until the credits to play Iron Man. You know, it's like everybody knows you're going to use this song at some point, but if they, if they had it littered everywhere in the thing, it it just would have been a mess. Um, All of the songs are jams.
1: They are. I, I don't remember the show like in super high levels of detail or low levels of detail. I always mix those up, but I'm pretty sure that throughout an episode, they didn't play the Ducktales theme a bunch. So, not only is it great that they included it, but putting it on the title screen is in fact the correct place for it to be, right? Because it's like <laughs> you yeah. are about to play some Ducktales, some right? Like, d- like Ducktales yeah. is about to happen, right? Except you're going to play it instead of, you know, you're about to create a Ducktail. Yeah, you're going to live some Ducktales. Yeah, yeah, it- Except for the,
2: the, the, they lived the Ducktales. They were in it, but yeah. I mean, honestly, like that, and and uh, apparently, I didn't know that it was a pop culture thing. That the Moon Song is very good and very popular. But, uh, they were all good, man. There, there was not a single background song in this game where I was like, ah, oh, man, I, gotta, I gotta listen to this one again. They're, they're, they're all jams.
1: They're all jams, and they all feel like kind of appropriate. Like my, my memory of a lot of the classic Mega Man music is that it all feels Mega Man-y, right? Like it's all robots and science fiction noises and stuff. And that that's not a complaint. It's because that theme is always appropriate, right? You're a robot fighting robots. So if you're a robot fighting robots in the mountains or in the jungles or whatever, like roboty noises still make sense and like synths and stuff and electronica music always feels right and they they speed it up or slow it down or change the kind of vibe but it always has like similar instruments i guess is probably similar synths whereas in this they had way less to work with than they would have in like a Mega Man x um or even the later megaman uh classic games but they still tried to say no this is this is the the jungly music this is the the underground mine music. This is the spooky Transylvania music. And they don't go to what I'm sure was a very comfortable and familiar space for that composer, the sci-fi spacey thing until they're in sci-fi space. So it's like props, not just for writing like six jams or seven jams, um, but also like not caving to make them all sound like Mega Man tracks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as sound, uh, sound effects or, 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 or audio for the sake of, uh, for the sake of gameplay, um, it was, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of still, still on the fence about it. Right. Because I, I, I definitely think that the, you hit an enemy and you kill them. Um, sound effect is, is it's not, it's loud. If it, I, I just, I'm, I'm thinking like I had this note that it's just, it's loud, you know, um, it's not obnoxious. And it happens. The fact that it happens so much, the pogo stick noise happens so much, and I never got to the point where I was like, "I am sick of this." Means that it couldn't have been bad. But I also don't remember thinking, like, I di- I wasn't getting an endorphin drip from it either. You know?
1: No. It 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 just becomes background noise essentially. It's it's informational. It it lets you know your turn signals on. <laughs>
2: um, I will say, though, that there are some noises that I hated. The one that comes to mind is uh, the mirror noise in the Transylvania area. Oh, yeah, that, they're like, t- yeah, man, I did not did not care for that noise. <laughs> I mean, it is kind it of just, I don't screechy, know, scratchy, screechy, scratchy, tinny grating. You know, I was like, and, and yeah, and, and to be fair, part of it was probably the fact that not there's nothing visually that should, should have mentioned this in visuals. There's nothing that, that lets you know whether or not that mirror is going to teleport you because some of them do. And some of them don't. Uh, and inevitably when I was being teleported, it was when I didn't want to be. So that, that may have played a part of it. Is it when I heard that noise, I was like, no, don't take me wherever it is. You're about to take me. And then, you know, it's, they're all one way mirrors, right? They're all, they're all good dogs, Bront. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I, I, th- that may have been part of it, but I did not care for that noise. But overall, I'd say that the sound, sound effects were innocuous. They were, I feel like innocuous isn't good enough because if they were just innocuous, if they were just nothing, they would have eventually gotten annoying because, man, they, 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 that pogo stick noise. I mean, if you're always be pogoing, you know, so. The fact that it didn't annoy me means that it was good, but it wasn't so good that I actually remembered it fondly.
1: Yeah, my my feeling is these sound effects steer video gamey, right? These sound effects to me have more in common with like an Atari game or an early arcade game where their primary function is to ensure that a small child knows a thing happened in more than one way, right? They can see a thing happening. But then they're also getting this auditory cue and that auditory cue may be an annoying high pitched like right when an enemy is killed. And it's like, is that the noise all these different enemies make when they die, like from gorillas to bats? Like they all, they all make that same noise, basically. And spacemen like and it's like, uh no. But if you're a kid, you become very intimately familiar with the am I bouncing did I open something? Did I pick up money? Did I kill an enemy? Right. And they're, they're, they're leaning way more arcadey informative than they are trying to go for any specific vibe or any specific kind of like thematic consistency with the universe you're in. Right. Like, and that's, Not my favorite, right? I'm with you. Like, it's, it's like, okay, you, you optimized for function in this case over entirely over the like aesthetic appeal that audio can bring to the game experience. But I, I get why, right? Like, we're super visual creatures and the things that tend to stick in our mind are the toe tappers, right? So, like, if you're going to invest in audio, do you spend a bunch of time fine tuning the noise that it makes when you, smash a gorilla's skull in with your cane or do you spend that time making sure you can not only write this music, but then have the, the audio bandwidth to play it back. Right. So I'm like, I'm with you, but I get it. Like, I wonder if, if the remastered version, I, which I almost played and then I was like, no, that will pollute my thinking substantially. Um, I, I wonder if the, the remastered version Took advantage of the the modern hardware and said like, oh, now we can have like thematic sound effects, like where the gorilla getting killed sounds different than the bat getting killed, which sounds different than the alien getting squashed, which sounds different than this other alien from getting squashed, right? Like that's that's something that I would, that's a the kind of enhancement I would hope and expect to see.
2: And and I'm I'm out of notes for for audio, but uh, the the one thing that that you you made me think of is so. Basically, they're, they're maximizing for a visual showed you a thing and the audio confirmed the thing. So this is the dual authentication for video games, right? It, yeah, pretty much
1: like there. We gave you yeah, two you ways to, to know th- the thing happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You saw the thing and you heard the thing. Right. So it's, it's, it's you know, con- confirmed like I saw the thing and I heard the noise. Therefore, I can confirm that 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 enemy died.
1: Yeah. Um, I have one other audio note. Uh, I wasn't really sure where if to include this or where to include this, but I just think it's an insane story. I'll probably never have a better time to share. (laughs) So um, I, uh, I snowboard and even if you go with other people still, uh, yeah. Um, Even if you go with other people that can be like a sort of solitary hobby because you're like away from them when you're moving, right? Like you talk on the chairlift, you talk when you're waiting in line, but like when you're going down the mountain, hopefully you're not close enough to have like a long conversation with the person next to you. Uh, it's just not safe. You have to be so skilled to make that happen, you know? And I'm not, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm not, I want space. Please stay the hell away from me. Like I should have blinking lights all over my jacket. So people know I'm a hazard, but, uh, I tend to kind of like hum or sing to myself just because there's, there's no noise, right? You have headgear on, there's the swoosh of the snow, but like there's really not a lot going on. And somehow, and I, I've thought about this a lot, I have no idea how to explain this, the piece of music that comes to mind when I am snowboarding is the theme song to DuckTales. Hmm which I will that like is weird. sing out loud to myself. As I'm snowboarding down the down. <laughs> so when I, I booted up the game and it was like, you know, you immediately start singing along, right? Because it it goes, there's yeah. nothing, right? It's a Nintendo game. So just immediately bam around the title screen. Life is like a Right. And then, uh, that's awesome. But the fact that my, like, that's my first thought. And like my one, a thought is I've been snowboarding in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just like, laughs> Such an awkward like. Now that those neurons are tied together, like I'm just, that's it. This is just how my brain works now.
2: well Right, and then you know you having to explain to somebody because you know all of a sudden you you boot up ducktails and then you just turn to whoever's in the room like, hey, we should go snowboarding. Well, I mean, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> sure, but why? Yeah, no, sorry, I didn't mean to sound so incredulous with the snowboarding thing. It's just the last time I knew that you went snowboarding was what would it be fifteen years ago now, like. When we went snowboarding? Oh, yeah. Years. So
1: after I moved to the mountains, I tried both. I tried snowboarding and skiing, Um and I've decided to stick it out with snowboarding. I just haven't gone recently because... They were like, "Uh, oh, we're all closed because of the pandemic, and uh, we're reopened, and uh, just kidding, only like one guy can be on the mountain at a time. <laughs> like it's, so it's just the yeah, la- last couple seasons uh, in this part of the world have been a mess, but what what isn't a mess in this part of the world? Anyway, we should talk about the controls and mechanics.
2: We should talk about the controls and mechanics, so um, I actually have a note uh, for controls so in order to and this is this is such a like a minor gripe, but I'm gonna whine about it anyway, because I never have a node on controls, right? Um, is uh is that I think that it's a little so there is nothing that you can do. There there's there's two attacks, right? You have your 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 golf swing and your pogo stick,
1: right? And and the golf swing hardly counts.
2: Yeah, I mean the golf swing is more like a tool, you know, you use it to move stuff around, right? Um there's no reason why you should have to hold down down while you're jumping through the air to do your pogo attack. You know? Like to me, that's a, a superfluous button press, right? Because not holding down down would do nothing different. You know, it's not like you have a forward attack, right? Or anything that happens when you press B, right? So it should just be I should just be able to jump and then press B and then that hits my pogo right you know um it, it was did not take long to internalize that you have to hit down and because it's a downward directional attack right so i mean it kind of it kind of makes sense but from my seat again you know in in and not to play the accessibility card or anything like that right but going from an accessibility standpoint it's, it's like there's there's no reason to make somebody hold two buttons when not holding the button all not holding the button does is cause you to not execute on the attack, you know, which can become problematic, right? So, like I said, I just felt that, that I was like, well, in the same way that with classic Mega Man, is I was like, why isn't, why am I not always charging? You know, I shouldn't have to hold down B, I should just always be charging, you know? So, um, you know, so that was just kind of a a minor thing where I was like this, this feels like a superfluous button press minor, but I wanted to bring it up because it's a controls note and I had one.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) I I actually, I had a similar thought, which is like, don't make me do this Capcom. Like what is your obsession (laughs) with making (laughs) players hold buttons down? Like you gotta, it's just like charging up the mega buster, right? It's literally exactly like that. It's to do this thing. You have to hold this button and it's the same company making that decision, so <laughs> it, it feels like it's it's a really similar choice. And I I don't know if this is something they would do differently nowadays, right? Because like the the remaster of this game, whether it's good or bad, I, I don't know, but they probably make some decisions that are literally just well, this is how it was in the original, right? Because if you if you change every little thing you end up with like a totally different thing that's just like cosplaying right so some things it's like oh well you had to hold down an attack in the nest 1 and you do also in the remaster i don't know if that's true but i just mean like for example um i would almost wonder like if you made a game like this today using a mechanic like this because the the attack of the the cane pointing down is how you kill like 99% of enemies It's also how you open treasure chests. It's also how you destroy destructible parts of the environment. And it's also how you traverse certain lethal parts of the environment where uh, there's like these big like spike uh, floors and stuff. And you, you, you literally the only way to get over them is to pogo over them. So I almost wonder if you made this game today, like if you were building it for the first time, if you would have like the accessibility mode. That's when I am jumping always Pogo automatically, right? Like just assume that's what I want to do. Or, um, it's like a toggle, like press the button once to enter Pogo. And if you don't press it, you don't, you know what I mean? Like to remove that holding the button. Um, because I don't know, I'm not going to say there were zero times where Pogoing isn't what I wanted to do, but I mean, it was we're talking a single digit percentage, right? Like approaching zero of all the jumps. The amount of times I didn't want the pogo stick was really small because there's a lot of treasures and collectibles and stuff that are up high. There's a lot of platforms that are up high. There's even enemies that are up high. So like you want to bounce from this thing onto that thing, or you want to bounce from this to that to a third thing, right? So it's like, it's very rare. You're doing platforming, or attacking or collecting that doesn't involve the pogo. So with the yeah, yeah. with yeah. the
2: one notable exception that I am certain they did on purpose, the Himalayas level.
1: Yes, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> it's amazing that They're they like, were like we need to have a place where this is actually punished because that will be a super cool twist on the mechanics. Like that's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. no to to me it was the So you like pogoing, eh? Have all of the pogoing in the way, you know? But it just really felt like the game looked directly at me and was like, so uh, I know that you've been using this first-order optimal strategy for quite some time. Uh, You will not be allowed to beat the game this way. You can have a lot of fun in a lot of levels, but you need to show some additional degree of mastery if you're going to clear this level. Which, again, you know, it's like, all right, you know? Because worst-case scenario... You don't play the Himalayas that much. You don't start there, you know, because one of the other things uh, that, that mechanically they do is you got three lives. You can I think you can get more lives, but you um,
1: can. And I th- think on easy, do you have more health and more lives or just more health? Just more health, to okay. the best of my
2: knowledge. Um, but you got three, you got three, three lives. Right. So and, and so it's not like uh, y- y- uh, where where, you know, you get three lives per stage right no you get three lives total so if you if if the himalayas is is not your jam then you don't start there right or alternatively you absolutely start there because (laughs) if you're not going to clear it then you know your run's shot right but um but yeah no so so i I think that's a a a good thing um game's hard dude it's so it's so it's so hard man it's hard it's it's ness hard it it is super ness hard and even even on easy it comes really hard man like um and and to to the point where we were kind of talking about this a little bit beforehand is that this this has a lot of mega man feel like absolutely it does um it's got some castlevania feel to me man with just the, how difficult it is and how much stuff like you just kind of need to know you know like once you know it you know it but you got to kind of know where you know in the same way where you're not going to beat castlevania on the first shot right you know because all of a sudden you're going to see this weird dragon statue and you're going to say hey what's the deal with that dragon statue holy you know um and then you know or uh uh uh, you, you gotta you gotta know what the mysterious roasted dungeon wall chicken is you gotta learn that sort of stuff right and the, this game is very similar in, in the, it has, you know, for instance, the mirrors in the Transylvania area, right? You gotta, you gotta learn what mirrors go where and how that works. Um, you can golf swing off the helmets on the armors in the, like, I, I didn't know that for some time until I suddenly tried it. And, and then once I knew it, I was like, this is huge, man. This is a huge difference. This, it makes a big difference. There's there's an area of the level where you can Super Mario Brothers get up above and then go over and then c- clamber down and get some like bonus monies. I, it just, there's, there's just so much to this game that is not only nest hard, but you just, you got to internalize some of this stuff, which is why I think that the replayability and the band base behind this is so strong, right? Because it's, there's so much depth to this game you can just plug it in you can plug it in and start playing it immediately right because i mean it's just like what do you do you pogo around that's it right but you could probably play this game for hours and hours and hours and still be suddenly finding new and weird interesting ways that the game kind of plays on itself which is uh which is really impressive hard though
1: so i'm in a hundred percent agreement but instead of just repeating that i'm going to explain what they did wrong that ruins that feeling for me um <laughs> Because I'm I'm totally with you, right? Like the the fact that this game is sort of like a Metroidvania light, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, you got to go to this level. You have to go to Transylvania and get the key that opens the mine. You can't just go straight to the mine. It's like, oh, but it's available on the levels. Like, no, it's stupid. You <laughs> you got to go yeah. get the key, right? So there's, yeah, there's there's all these cool little secrets and hidden things and things that are required, but that require backtracking or going through certain levels in a certain order and like here's the two things that I think they did that are really unfortunate choices. And one of them I can explain and one of them I can explain, but it makes me sad. <laughs> this game has a free level select at the beginning, right. As soon as you turn it on, it's like, where do you want to go? Right. And you have it's to like Mega Man. Yeah, exactly like Mega Man, right? Like a super Capcom me thing to do. Right. That's like, okay, it's it actually, you know what else it's just like is, this is going to sound stupid, but I am serious street fighter, right? Another super famous Capcom Mm. game is like, okay, you turn on the game. Who do you want to fight? Right? Like, and and when you fight them, you go to their place, right? It's essentially a stage select. So I get why they did that. And I think it's super cool, but it's deeply hampered by the fact that you don't have unlimited continues. And that is the lesson they should have stolen from Castlevania. Right? Because they stole the it's hard and you have to memorize yeah. things and knowing certain things will gives you either an advantage or makes them even possible, but they didn't steal the unlimited continues, which is part of why people give Castlevania a pass because you can keep trying. So yeah, that's one thing. The other thing, and th- this one is more teeth grinding to me because I'm an old man now. Mega Man games. If if I said, what is a mechanic that's not in Mega Man that is in classic 2D Mario, how many guesses do you think it would take you to get to, well, Mega Man stages don't have a timer? Mm. Right? Probably not a lot. Why do the levels in this have a timer? They designed these big sprawling levels that are full of secrets that you can attack in multiple nonlinear ways where backtracking is either encouraged or required, or they're trying to make you get lost so that you have to backtrack to, to find the correct path. Because some of the the stages, especially like in Transylvania with the mirrors, like stuff looks similar. Why did they add a timer? Why did they add a timer? And I, I checked if you let the timer run out, you just die. So it just costs mm. you a life, which means you're now behaving recklessly because you're like, Oh God, I got to solve the problems. Before. And I mean, it's long. It's like a 500 count, I think. And it's it's yeah. not seconds. It's a count. Like Mario is not seconds. It, it just counts down. But I, man, if they, if they took away the timer so that the stages, you were like free to explore the stages and they gave you unlimited continues where losing three lives just kicked you back to the stage select, not to mm-hmm. the title screen. And you have to start over. That th- those are. Th- I would take those changes over fixing the hitbox, no question. Like in this <laughs> in this insane false dichotomy I've just created, because then I could internalize the hitbox thing, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to internalize the entire game. I just, I can't. Not at this stage of my life.
2: Yeah, and and I think that, that I agree completely. Right, and and you know we touched on it briefly where where yeah you you have the the, the three lives and that's it um yeah i did not care for that at all because with castlevania you can just choke the rivers with your dead, you know and just keep trying and trying and trying which eventually comes back to cycle time right the cycle time in this game right is just it's just not it's just not great you know because you know you can do thing a then thing b then thing c and then you know you've now died three times you know already well i guess it's Back to the drawing board, which does kind of go back to the the NES hard, right? You know, like that was very common in the NES days. Um, there are a few like shining examples where they were where they said, hey, there's no quarters. Um, so why? Why lives? Why timer? Why, why are we draining people out of their ability to continue to play our game? You know, um, and you, you know, because I mean, that, that that's the thing is that you know, with with Castlevania, is that you just you had to internalize like where you were going, and especially with the the ways that the enemies respond, Because they could definitely make the argument where it's like, well, if we allow you to try the same thing over and over and over again too quickly, um, then uh, then you'll internalize it too fast and and you'll learn the patterns and and it'll be done. Uh, and that that won't be any fun. But that is fun. Ninja Guidance is fun, and it, because then it's a rhythm game, right? On top of that the way that the enemies spawn kind of preclude that because, you know, you can absolutely create a complete mess for yourself if you accidentally spawn enemies in at the wrong place and at the wrong time. So, uh, so yeah, so I don't know. I mean, other than just to make the game longer, I don't know, or, or because they were just staples at the time. I'm, I'm not sure why they would do that. I do agree, though, that the, the, the one mechanic that they tried to put in to to mitigate that a little bit is launchpad mcquack right is he's he's there so that way if if you're like dude i've got one pip left uh and uh and also too, this is a, a minor sign that on easy each pip is two hits i would have also paid money to have something that tells me which hit on that pip i'm on you know it's colored it well, no, no, what I'm saying is like so it goes from red when it's full and then yellow when it's not. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying though is that on easy, each one of those pips is two hits.
1: Oh, so it goes
2: yeah. red, red, yellow, and yes. you lose that pip. Right. So I'm saying that like so you have six hit points, but it's represented by three pips, you know? Um so so sometimes it would matter because I was like do I have two hit points left or one hit point left? Because I have one hit point left, I'm getting out of here, you know? I have two hit points left, I might fiddle fart around in this other screen and then come back to launch fat and the Quack, you know? You just have to kind of remember. But that that's their, I think that's their kind of way to mitigate that a little bit. But it's a little bit because you got to find where he is, and on top of that, you know, you could just go through this litany of garbage, and you're like, well, there's no way I'm going to make it back to him now. I've got one hit left, you know? So it helps, but not not
1: enough, and I—I uh, I might be mistaken, but I think you can maybe only do that once per level. So, like once you use him in the jungle, I don't think he's there anymore. You know, I did not test that
2: because I just—I to be fair, I kind of one-shotted this game. Like I just beat everything on my oh, first yeah. go so. yeah no i, I, uh, I got
1: that i mean i would expect nothing different from you so
2: <laughs> so uh so I, I did and and that's really the burden that i face with these reviews is i don't know what it's like to play it poorly
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh i just want to tell you this real quick uh because this is the kind of thing you can very easily confirm um so in the ducktales remastered uh, instead of pips, it's hearts, and they do half hearts, so you can tell where you are on that hit point. And based on these screenshots, there's no timer. So nice, like nice. I don't know what they did with continues or if they even messed with that, but it's like, oh, good, okay. So they they did take some of the more annoying things and clean them up. And and to be fair, I will say I, I agree
2: with you completely. Where it's there is, I've learned this in my old age. There is nothing more heartbreaking to me that when i reach the the ultimate failure state right so you run out of lives you run out of health you whatever right um and it says like game over you lose right um that when the game then the next thing i see is the title screen my heart breaks Yep. you know um it happened in like and we've been playing just by happenstance a number of games in quick succession that do that mega man legends did that you know (laughs) and and every time i'm just like no! <laughs> and Mega Man Legends, of course, had a, a, a save, right? So, but, but that meant that I'm like, you're not going you, to reduce this cycle time for me at all, are you? You're going to make me go in, load my save. It's as though I just turned on the game. And that is just always heartbreaking to me. And, and the reason why, and, and there's something to be said about that actually being a point in its favor for uh, uh, humane game design, right? Because they're like, leave you know, now is the time you know if you're going to put the controller down now's the time go do anything else right the downside for me is that's when i put the controller down and i leave <laughs> you know because i'm like well i mean i guess i'm done for this play session so it actually dramatically reduces the amount of time that i can enjoy the game because it just feels instead of it being an easy out it feels like a hard back in you know like i've now got a muster the emotional fortitude to to start all over from the beginning. I mean even even rogue likes like Enter the dungeon. when you die, it just kicks you back to the beginning of the Gungeon, not the title screen. So you've you've still saved like that 30 seconds of like getting through the title screen, getting through the opening little stage thing and now you're in the level, right? So yeah, whenever it says like, "Hey, here's the title screen again." I'm like, "Oh no, don't no, not like this.
1: Not like this." Yeah, um I think in this game's case, and in there's definitely other games where this is true is the going back to the title screen is also where the difficulty select is. So if you were just playing on hard, you would not want to be booted back to the stage select necessarily and be like, Oh, okay. This is a uh, way too hard for me. I'm going to maybe do something else. Right. And so going back to the title screen, at least in the specific case of this game gives you like, okay, you're going to start playing again. Do you want to play on easy, normal or hard? I didn't even, I don't even think I tried it on hard. Like, why would you do that? Um, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I also did not, but I I do think this is like yet another remnant of coin ops, right? It's like, well, their game's over and not just their game is over, but like, now they're going to walk away and someone else is going to come up. So they need to be on the title screen, right? Which is, I don't think it's a great excuse. Cause I mean, this is 1989. We're talking four full years into Nintendo's glorious return to home consoles. So it's like <laughs> By now people who are designing games for home consoles, like, okay, yes, arcades, but like, this is something different and it's been different for yeah. half of a decade at this point. So. I, I think it's like, okay, I get it, but this is such a hilarious thing to have aged so poorly because I doubt anyone thought twice. Of, nobody even thought once about it at this time. Yeah. Nobody it's said like, like oh, what happens. oh man, it's going to be psychologically crushing if, they, if we throw them back to the <laughs> title screen. But now even with Mega Man legends, Again, you could argue why they throw me back to the title screen in case you want to load a different save instead of them building a bespoke UI when you die to ask you, do you want to load your most recent save or do you want to load some different save? They just dump you back to the title screen, which is where the save and load UI is, right? But something about being dumped back to the title screen has now been so tightly coupled to, oh no, I'm out of quarters. Right. <laughs> it's just like, it's just soul crushing to be like, oh, no, life is like a hurricane. Well, Here <laughs> you <didn't> talk, Berg. <laughs> um,
2: and, and, and to your point, right, is is I, I, I like the idea of, of you saying, you know, like, oh, well, um, it gives you the chance to change the difficulty. Right. But I'm just picturing myself as a six, eight, twelve 12 year old, whatever. Right. And I'm playing a game. Right. And let's just say that it doesn't do that. Right. Like the, the it, let's, let's take DuckTales, but assume that it doesn't kick you back to the title screen, that it allows you to, you know, just jump right back into the stage select. Right. Um, and so I, I'm i like, oh, I, I, I'm awesome. I'm going to play it on hard. So I put it on hard and I go through and blah, 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 I'm dead. Right. I could imagine emotionally being able to flood my body with the adrenaline and other anger hormones to quickly contract my abdominal muscles to lean forward <laughs> and hard snake strike the reset button, you know, to 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 kick myself back to the title screen and be like, nope. Bam. And then back on the title screen and like select, select, easy. Now let's try it again. So again, like to your point, right, is that it is, it is emotionally soul crushing to be forced back to the title screen. Um and I think that that if the opposite thing were true, I think I could very easy and it's hard to find the emotional fortitude to journey on. I think I could easily find the emotional fortitude to slap the game around and tell it (laughs) make this easier for me like that. (laughs) That would be easier to find. But uh, I think that's that's kind of all I got, man. You got anything else? Uh,
1: The only other thing I will say, just because we we gushed a lot about the love and attention they put into the characters animation. Um, So I did a quick count while we were talking and not counting animations that are just mirrored where like, this is walking to the left is walking to the right, which are identical. Um, Scrooge, just Scrooge has 26 unique frames of animation across this game. Right. That's he has a complicated walk cycle. He's got some like reaction response things. He does. He makes a unique face when he gets stuck in the snow that he only makes there. Right. Like it's, Man, that's that's awesome. Like, I'm not going to count the sprites for every game that we like the artwork of, but that's pretty damn cool for them to have taken the time. So good on them. Um, when we talk about how this game hold up, I dude, I don't I'm I'm struggling here a little bit, to be honest, because on the one hand, this game are Ness hard and that's not everybody's cup of tea. At the same time, like we recommended Castlevania and that game's hard. And if we ever played any of the early Mega Mans, I would probably recommend them and they're hard. Like it's hard for me to say the hitbox on this was so frustrating that I think it's experience ruining. It's a combination of the difficult hitbox, three lives and you're done and zero continues, no passwords, no nothing. Right. so. I'm going to give this a no nostalgia goggles required. With the caveat that really you should probably go play the remaster. This, this yeah, game, that's fair. this game is fantastic, and it's hard. Like it's really hard, but it's it's beautiful to look at. The music is all bangers. Like the controls are not always in your favor, but they are very consistent. Like I never felt like oh, that was the game's fault, right? Like things are Ness consistent, right? Just like Ninja Gaiden, just like Castlevania, just like early Mega Man. Like there's things that suck, but they at least always happen the exact same way every single time. So you, if you are comfortable choosing to memorize them, you can. I just have kind of gotten to the point where I don't get as much satisfaction out of that as I might have when I was a lad. So I will say like, as a piece of art, as a a crafted object, this gets no nostalgia goggles required. But if I play this game again, it's almost definitely going to be the remaster, and if you've never played this game <laughs> before, probably just seek out the remaster because I, even not having played it, I suspect you will get the all the parts that we loved about the original, but you won't have to deal with some of these rough edges. so no well, nostalgia goggles required, pseudo asterisk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think that that's fair because that's kind of similar to what we said with like Ocarina of Time, right? Is that you know, it's like no nostalgia requ- required. Go go play the remaster though, because it and, and I would agree with that. No no nostalgia goggles required. It has some sharp edges to where you know you're like I, I don't know, man. It, 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 you know what it is is it's, it's 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 kind of like when whenever you see a parent you know um, who who says like oh yeah like I let my six-year-old watch, I don't know Ren, Ren and Stimpy or something, right? And you're like, uh, all right. I mean, they're probably not going to get the more adult stuff and some of the gross-out humor. They're probably just looking at it for like some of the colors, like that. That's probably that's probably okay, you know. That that that's kind of where I'm at with the the no nostalgia goggles required, right? You know, is uh, it's I could say if somebody said to me like, man, I played the game, I had a terrible time. i like, I I could get that, you know, but uh. I, I would still stand by that that recommendation. I mean, the the game there's just there's a lot of the the uh, the cost of entry is very low, and there is a lot of depth there. You know, there's a lot to do. You know, there's I mean, there's just so much to this game. There's race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck blur, right? You you might even solve a mystery or rewrite history.
0: Woo! The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll, then it all fades to black And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two there by your side To share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand, your memories creeping with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You gotta think back. Less on how you save the day than on all the experience games at the end of it all gamers play what we play after game over.